All right, welcome into another edition of Catching Up with Tommy Mag Podcast here on 1010XL's podcast platform at 1010XL.com on Facebook at 1010XL's page, live on Facebook. Good morning, Facebook. And of course, on the relevant app, the live group messaging chat app with live interactive podcasts throughout. Check it out at R-E-L-E-V-N-T. Hope you're doing well out there. It's Tuesday, not Monday. I traveled back home yesterday. Was up in Savannah for the weekend, dance competition for uh, two of our girls, and they're in their studio, did great, they rocked, it was a marathon Sunday, let me tell you, I think I watched between the two of them do like 10 dances, took forever, but they ended right around 5.30, so I had an hour to get to the hotel, I already had it set up to be at the lobby and their big screen TV, brought our cooler down, ordered some pizza, and watched it with a front row seat, man, it was it was fantastic. Hey, you know, Jacksonville, please. I said after visiting Tampa, I said the same thing. I'm going to say it again. Savannah's got a stretch right on the river. That's absolutely awesome. Shopping, eats, uh, booze, whatever. Walking around, it's crazy packed. It was a it, look. It's a little dingy in Savannah. I like it though because of the history. Don't get me wrong, but. Um, a lot of cobblestone too. Careful jogging. Tell you what, that was had to be on my toes for that one. Got to get get off that cobblestone. But what a great town, great city, whatever you want to call it. We need to be more like that. Our downtown from the Bergman Plaza all the way down, all the way down to wherever the this, the new shipyards project should all be connected with restaurants, bars, shop, whatever. Come on, let's get it going. Move the jail. Been here twenty six freaking years, and we still have the jail on Main Street with a river view. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Got to get that that change. So after we were done with this Super Bowl, which I'll get into, we went to an Irish pub. Yeah, it's about one in the morning. It's great. Sunday night made me feel like I was back in Chicago, you know, where you could go out on a Sunday night. Everything feels like it's empty, but you know it's always open on a Sunday night in a city? An Irish pub, typically. Uh, so next time you got nothing to do and you're in a different city, go find an Irish pub and You'll be all right. Everybody welcome there. But what a great day it was. I thought it was a great Super Bowl. I, I really did. I, um, I know I said on Friday I felt like the Rams were going to blow them out, but they did not. It was a very close game. Um, Could have went either way, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, gosh dang, how many times can Joe Burrow get hit? I mean, you, the talk about, yeah, you just need weapons. Don't worry about the line. You see why that sounds so silly now? You can't win like that consistently. You can't. You cannot let your quarterback take that much pressure, that many hits. He's a tough dude. There's word now that he may have a torn MCL or ACL. Like, and he was like, I'm not coming out of the game, so forget it. Uh, he is a tough individual. And, look, they were close. Um, but hats off to the uh, L.A. Rams. They got it done. They got it done. You know, it's interesting. Before that, that last drive uh, in the second half to win it, Rams only had like 58 yards total offense up until that point. I mean, the Bengals really stepped up on defense, man, trying to trying to help out and keep it close, which they did. Um, I'll tell you this, including the the Super Bowl, and aside from a couple games and wildcard weekend, what a great playoffs. I mean, all these games came down to kicks. Last-second field goals, what have you, last-second scores, last drives. You can't tell me adding a team didn't help. I or I don't know if that has a factor in it, but you don't you don't 
fix that, right? You keep that. I thought it was fantastic. And talk about a, a close Super Bowl. That's what we all want. As a whole. What's up, Graham? Hello, sir. How, How are you? How are you doing? I'm good, man. You ever How been you? to Savannah? Uh, yes, but when I was like, I was like 14. Oh, you so got to gotta get up there. Yeah. Man, not, if I was a not, young, young kid, I want to go back with my wife. We had a blast. But if I was young looking for a, a new spot, Savannah would be. Yeah, not I, as check a. Check it out. Not as an adult that can truly enjoy Savannah. Yeah. I have not. A lot of history there. I, I went for a run, walk, run around the city. Man, I I love reading all those, you know, those I've only heard monuments good things and about the signs and all yeah. that. I just love love reading that stuff, no matter where I'm at. Right. Um, I was going to say, with when you're talking about Burrow getting hurt, yep. Burrow's knee looked like it twisted pretty damn far, yep. Yep. and Stafford's ankle Looked yeah. like a twist oh, and pretty yeah, damn totally. far. And I made the comment because the people I was watching with, like, oh, like, do you think they'll come back? And I was like, these two dudes, right? You'd, you'd have to shoot them yeah. to get them out of the game, totally. man. Like, these two yeah, dudes could break a bone Stafford, and they'll stay even in. Early in his career at Detroit, he was always fighting through injury. That mic'd and he was up, getting killed. That mic'd up video yeah. of Stafford when he gets hurt in that game yeah. against the Browns is yeah. it's the best mic'd up moment. Yeah. Ever. Like, yeah. it's so cool. Yeah. He gets he's hurt. He's tough. like, you could tell he's in peace. Ah, yeah. ah. He's like, I can throw. I can throw. Comes back <laughs> in, throws a game winner. Yeah. Everyone's trying to celebrate. He's like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, He's a tough guy, man. And, and I'm happy for him. I thought, you know, look, great. Great. And I thought the halftime show was great. I mean, I know it wasn't everybody's era. Like, my daughter's like, I didn't get it, you know? <laughs> like, well, this is an era, you know, Doc, right. and it's all L.A. Like, of course, why wouldn't you have, you know, Snoop and, and Dr. Dre and Mary, you know, Eminem, whatever. They threw him in there, I guess, token. <laughs> he's 49 <laughs> years old. Eminem. I know. He's I know. good. I like I like some of his stuff. You know, you, you, get, you get fired up listening to his thing. But I was waiting for nothing but a G-thang, baby. We're, that's like one of my favorite tunes <laughs> with uh, Dr. Dre and uh, Snoop Dogg. I mean, man, I was just like, come on. They played the other one, California Love. I was oh, waiting for, come on, bring you it. You knew California Love was getting played. Yeah, of that course. That was way yeah. too easy. No doubt. And 50 Cent, I know all the jokes. He looked like a dollar. I mean, he's, he's beefy. Yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> I <know>. <laughs> He like swelled up or something. Fifty's been enjoying some nice dinners, man. No doubt, no doubt. But um, you know, hey, what a, what a great, what a great uh, overall Super Bowl. You know, I don't know if it, it's the best ever. I don't, you know, it's for you, you. You always remember the latest one. You kind of forget, you know, the ones. You know, can you tell me, like off the bat, I couldn't tell you who won three years ago and what kind of game it was. You could tell me, I'd be like, oh yeah, that was a great game. I remember it. But we always remember the last one. Is thinking it's. I'm weirdly, it's the best ever. I'm weirdly good about that stuff. Yeah. Super Bowl is a national championships. I okay. just like, I just like remember for some reason. I think you it's want like, to test it or no? Uh, yeah, yeah. Get, get, I need like, I need like probably ten to fifteen seconds to think, but then okay. I can probably like think of different things. Okay. Uh, Recent, well, like within like when I would have been watching. Like if, right. if you ask like 1985, right. like I'm not gonna know. Uh, Super Bowl fifty. Who was in it? We just had fifty six. Super Bowl fifty. So that was what 2015. That was Broncos uh, Panthers. Nice. Von Peyton. Miller was MVP. Peyton. Uh, Peyton yeah, yeah, Peyton. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Von Von was oh. MVP. Okay, I, I remember that yeah, game because he now, was. That, that was that a great game? I don't remember that being a great game. No, it wasn't a good game at yeah, all. It was right. a terrible game. Because, <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that was a, that wasn't a very because the Panthers the Panthers had a pretty easy schedule throughout the year. Yeah, and the NFC wasn't that tough that yeah. year. Yep. 
Cam finally played a defensive line that was as fast as he was yeah. and as big as he was, and it was over. Yeah. <laughs> like one, the, one of my favorites, it. and I, I'm not, I was never like a New England guy, right? And I like yeah. Brady because he wins. And the main reason I've always liked Tom Brady is here's a guy who's got everything, right? The fame, right. the fortune, everything, but he still wants to win every Sunday. And I've seen guys that got paid that put in neutral, you know, going to do just so much. Not Especially gonna get all that hurt, he's accomplished, man. Not going not to, you know, go the extra mile that got me here. I'm going to now put in neutral and, and, and just do enough to where I, you know, can earn all that, all that contract and what I've seen it. But a guy like that coming to play, wanting to win, I mean, I'll, I just always appreciate that. So the year they were down 28-3 at halftime. Okay, we're in my house. And I'm I'm for Brady. So I'm like, I want Brady. Everyone's anti-Brady. It was around Deflate Gate, I think, or something like that. They everybody. It was like 10 other people, family members included. And they're hooting and hollering. Woo, woo, woo. I I said to them, I said, you know what? Wait till they make a halftime adjustment. Just don't get don't get too carried away yet. Little by little, they started coming back. Now, guess who didn't hoot and holler? Me, because I don't do that. Inside, I was like, that's right, Brady. You show them. You show them who's the boss. <laughs> and it shut the crowd up. It was great. And you also probably I said, that's right, guys. Kyle Shanahan. Keep throwing the ball for no reason. Yeah, right. <laughs> don't yeah. run the ball. Yeah, no no doubt. No doubt. Like, dude. No doubt. But, hey, uh, I thought it was a good one. And, you know, it's funny. With a late Super Bowl, which is kind of, I know it doesn't seem like much, but guess what? Two weeks is the combine. That's pretty awesome. Like we're we're right back into it. There's not a like a so maybe even with that added game, you know, that added team allows it to stretch and now it's not three weeks before the combine, it's just two weeks before the combine. The NFL knows what they're doing, man. Yeah. They, like they've it. made this a year round business. Oh, man. totally. Totally. Free agency starts what, March one? Is that t- right? I think so. Yeah. I mean, here we go. Free agents. I was looking through the list. Yeah. Yeah, I tell oh, yeah. you who stands out. And now, granted, you don't know if he can get these guys yet, so don't get carried away. Of course, everybody wants Devontae Adams. Who doesn't? But he may just go back to Green Bay, and then he's off the list. But um, I found it interesting. Teron Armstead, the left tackle for the Saints, could be made available because they just made their right tackle, Ram Chick, really good right tackle. Uh, Ryan, I think, is his first name. They signed him to a mega deal. This past week, like $60 million in guaranteed money for a right tackle. Hey, the market is what the market is. May leave him expendable that they can't afford him. He would be a great left tackle. And I know Evan Neal's there too, and maybe you just want to go young. That's fine. But I'm telling you, he could be a very good uh, addition. Mike Williams from the Chargers, he may be gettable. He may be one that we can get. I would, I would like that. He's, he's a deep threat. Uh, Chandler Jones with Brentson Buckner coming over from Arizona. That may be a fit, right? Can we get him over? I think him on one side, Josh Allen on the other. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. You need two. We always talk. You got to have the other side. You got to have the inside working. You got to have the other outside working. It all goes together. And once you get that in place, you can get there with four. The guy like Chandler Jones to me would be, uh, would be right up there. And here's one which I didn't see. Um, but Ryan Jensen, the center of the Buccaneers, could be made available. Uh, I think he's gonna he's gonna be a free agent. Now they may sign him, of course. Uh, you got to compete with that. But how about this? Bring him in, and and not just because he's a, a better now. And Linder's a good center. Linder's not a bad center. Linder's just not dependable. He gets hurt a lot. 
I know when he's not hurt, he's very good. But here, here's my thinking. Ryan Jensen brings in a nastiness that we don't have on this team. He does. He gets that. He's, he's that, that flowing, you know, red-haired lunatic. You need a lunatic on this on this offensive line. Maybe you get it with with Neil as a rookie. I don't know, but you need you could move Linder to guard for the year. He's got a year left, I think, on his contract. Linder played guard in college and center. He could that would be an upgrade over Can and over Barch, wouldn't it? If a healthy Linder now, of course, you got to stay healthy, so you better have a good backup behind him. But that may be a way to upgrade your guard position and your center position, even if it's by a little bit. Because Norwell's going to be out the door. Norwell's got to be out the door. So he's, he's he's just not a fit for, unless we, you know, look. Yeah. Again, I think the problem with Norwell, he came from Carolina, which had Cam, and they were doing that RPO zone kind of get in their way. Just, you know, you don't have to move anybody really off the ball. You're not a mauler. You're just a big guy that can move and get in position. That's what that's how they block those types of offenses. But when you want to be a power running team with a play action pass, throw the ball deep down the field, you got to move people. And I just don't think he's he's that kind of player. Doesn't make him a bad player. Just not a good fit for what you're trying to do, excuse me, uh, as an offense. You need a road grader. You need some road graders. You need some guys that got, got a little nastiness, a little ass to them that can move people out of the way. Um, and, uh, you know, look, I we don't have that. We don't have that. We don't need that. Or we don't have that, and we need it. It'll be interesting with Cam. I'm still saying, for right now, I want to see Neil move a little bit more before I'm locked into anything. And I'm not the end-all sale. Just for my person, I'll be watching the combine. I like watching them moving. I like the prospects moving in space. I like watching a 40 because that's always fun to watch, especially guys that fly. Like, who doesn't want to watch a fast 40 or a big guy that can really run and where you go, whoa, that guy, man, he can run, right? You know, or jump or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, I want to see him move his feet a little bit more before I say he's it by far uh, to be the number one pick. If so, great. You, you can never have enough good offensive linemen, in my opinion. And uh, if you do – you know, like the way he moves and you think you're going to be making him your number one pick, well then, you know, you got a decision to make on Cam. But right now I'm keeping Cam. I'll tag him if I have to. Got enough space to do it. Um, and I look, Cam's Cam is above average. I think that's fair to say. He's not dominant. Um, he has some very great moments. Um, but he he's better than, I'd say, half the left tackles. He's not top ten. So he's probably anywhere between 10 and 15. I think that's fair. He's the best one out of the bunch. Out of the five starters, however you lined them up. You know, I'm surprised Richardson didn't develop into a, 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 a I thought he was going to be, I'm not, I'm not, you can't, you know, sign the book closed on him, but I thought he'd bring more to the table. You know, big guy, you can move a little bit. Um, but that that's it's still is, nice to have him as a swing to, as a swing is. guard. When you tackle. need him, he's there. That's his fair. Ver, his fair. versatility is really underrated. Same as Shatley. Shatley being able to play center and guard like he can yeah. is really underrated. No, I I, I and but, I but I hear what you're saying that like the, these are not difference making. You got to. I mean, if, if Shatley's yeah. my starter, you you can upgrade Shatley. Right. Shat, hey, listen, he's had a great career and he'll continue to be a a, a, a guy playing in the NFL, play as long as you can, Tal. I mean, that's I hope he does. And 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 he's starter capable, but he's not a dominating center. I just think we got to really get some 
back to having some really good offensive lines. Would you agree that the biggest decision of the entire offseason for the Jaguars is Cam Robinson? Um, I think it's the biggest because when it is you're, because there's not a lot out there other than the draft. Well, right. Well, that that's what I was about you to know, say. Like, is who it, you're replacing them with that's correct, a free agent. and it completely affects how you're going to draft. Right. If they're if they you know sign Cam this offseason to a long term deal, which I don't think they're going to do, that they'd probably franchise him again. But yeah. let, let's say they sign him to a, a four year deal. Right. Well, we know we're not drafting Evan Neal. They let well, him walk. If well, Evan we're drafting. Neal's you know what I mean. Still the top rated. That's where we missed with the with 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 the draft. You, you, yeah. Sometimes now, granted, quarterbacks the exception to the rule. You got Trevor Lawrence. You're not taking a quarterback. Right. You know, you got right. somebody else. You're not taking a quarterback. It's just not time to do that. But everything else, it 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 kind of fits. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, if he's the best, if he's the top rated player out of the entire draft class, you take him. Yeah. I don't care what position. Aside from quarterback, I think my opinion. one like I feel like the upside to the offensive line moving yeah. into this coming years. I think I think on the roster and resources to go get more, you're gonna have some good players on the offensive line yeah. in training camp. Yep. The question is, who plays what, where, how do they get developed into that? Are they comfortable yep. playing there? Like that's the right. bigger question to me. Like like is. What side's Walker Little on? Is he going to be, no, gonna be right. a starter this year? Does he fit in, right? Does Jawan move to guard? Right. Like, right. Does Linder move to guard? Like, right. There's so many different no, totally. moving. And as long as you got a good group of guys to work with, like high-quality players you know, that get the job done, that's a great position to be in. And Doug Peterson focuses on the offensive line. Look, here's another thing we got we to eventually factor in. There's a whole new staff, except for Bernie. Whole new thought process, whole new philosophy, whole new everything. I'm going to believe that Doug Peterson and this staff will coach him up a lot better than the last staff. No offense to the last staff, but 4-13, and 13, too many mental mistakes, too many drop passes, too many out of position, too many of this, too many of that. So you got to put the finger somewhere, and it's got to be at least, in my opinion, on not being coached up enough. And I put part of it on the players. You know, they you're not out there catching for them, but I think that this that ship has sailed, obviously. So I'm I'm going to think Doug Peterson's going to coach him up. One thing I liked, I heard Brian Baldinger during Super Bowl week talking about Doug Peterson and what he's going to do for Trevor. And the one of the first things he brought up was fundamentals, arms, shoulders, and feet. I mean that that's mechanics. That's exactly what that young man needs. He does. He needs someone to drill that into him, that you've got to maintain your mechanics, your fundamentals. You can't get flat-footed. can't just wing it with your arm. Got to step in, throw that hip through, get it to the right spot. So I like I like hearing that. Matt Hayes brought this up on XL Primetime last week, and it's a good point with like with them bringing McCoy in, because that's really what McCoy is going to be doing for the, for the most yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. Is, is McCoy, because yeah. he's not calling plays, he's not – scheming anything for the most part it's really watching trevor like hey elbows got to be higher elbows got to be low, you know your feet yeah. whatever blah blah matt brought up the point that since high school it, obviously like outside trainers and stuff but yeah. since high school trevor's never had a true quarterback fundamentals coach right. on his staff yeah. that's yeah. coaching him the fundamentals of being a quarterback and that's all they're yeah. worried about yep 
Well, he's listen, never really had that. Clemson didn't have that. In high school, yeah. didn't have that. And as a rookie, you got a lot going on in your mind, and then Tons. things, you know, start going south, and you don't, you know, focus in on your fundamentals. So that's going to be good. It's going to. I think they're going to get coached up a lot better. I think another issue, or not issue, but they got to figure out DJ Chark. I think it really depends what you can do, um, or what you think you're going to be able to upgrade to. I mean, that's the thing. You got to upgrade the position. You just can't replace it with a, a you know a, a lateral move or you keep the guy i'd like to see him again but you know that's gonna have to work itself out you know what happened last time we had a, a wide receiver that was coming off an injury we let him go and that was alan robinson and ended up doing really well with chicago so that factors into my like do you really want dj chark although has underachieved some of its injury last year was better before he got injured but he's got he's to step up his game, too. But you want that upside. What is he? He's tall and fast. If you get him the, call, the ball deep, I think he could be a threat. I do. I don't know how great his route running is, but I, from a deep uh, threat perspective, yeah. Want him all day long. You know, and then you figure that out. Guys like Wilson, you got to bring back. Gotsis, you got to bring back. I'm Doug, Brenson Buckner and Doug got to get to Devon Hamilton. Guy's way too big. To not be a dominant player. <clears throat> and I think he should be a three technique, not a one technique. Three technique. Put him one-on-one with a guard. You saw what one of the best defensive tackles in the game can do when he's one-on-one with the guard. He shut down the old Super Bowl. Why would you ever leave him one-on-one at that critical moment? It's beyond me, but whatever. He's phenomenal. Aaron Donald, one of the best. Look, I was just looking through. You know, the safeties, to me, we're in a good spot with the safeties. Cisco, Thomas, Jenkins, throw in Rudy Ford. You don't need anybody else. I'm not against Wingard at all, but you need to upgrade that. And I think Cisco and Thomas showed that they could be. Not fair to Rashawn Jenkins because he got hurt, but those, those two could be your starters moving forward, at least in some kind of capacity. But that's a strength. I think starting four of our secondary is going to be a strength. I like Campbell's development. Uh, Griffin's good when we have pressure, and I like those two young safeties. So it's not like, you know, we, there's holes to fill, but it's not like clay pigeon got to blow up the whole damn thing. You got, you got you got some talent here that you can work with. Also, you you know this better than anybody. If you upgrade the defensive line and you're getting more pressure, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all of a sudden these dudes are going to look like pro bowlers, man. Totally. Dude, it's, you, it, well, it's... That's why they go together. Of course. You you force the quarterback into dumb mistakes, and all of a sudden, you know, Rayshon Jenkins or somebody's going to have three interceptions yeah. 10 games into the year. You know what I mean? Like, no, right. it, it changes everything, just, man. Well, they don't have to cover for as, as long. It, it's it's like in the Super Bowl, that last play, that fourth down, where, yeah. where Chase cooked Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. <laughs> cooked him. Didn't yeah. matter. Right. Didn't matter. Nope. You don't get pressure. Right. The Bengals win that game on that play, and yeah. Jalen is burnt toast. Yeah. The, the, it, he got burnt quite a bit. Yeah, he didn't, well, have, the a, one, the he didn't one, have a great uh, game. I can't believe they didn't call that. I know. I know. Yeah. That was like, what? He like right. totally grabbed his mask. That's why I, I didn't have Not. a huge issue with the holding call late that kind of right. bailed out the Rams in that drive. Because right. that was I, I didn't like that call, but it felt like a makeup call to me. Yeah. It, yeah. You know what I mean? Like one yeah. one pretty bad call going both he gave ways. Him a touchdown. It was a touchdown. 
Well, right, on the, right, on, exactly. the on the T. Higgins, right, yeah. exactly. So that I thought the the holding call that gave the Rams a new set of downs yeah. evened it out. It kind of felt like a makeup yeah. call to me, you know. Listen, I don't get carried away with the refs. They are who they are. They 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 have human error all the time. Right. You have many times to win the game, and I I I know a lot of people go to the refs all the time. I I'm not one of those people. You can find other moments in the game we had a chance to win, and you just didn't get the job done. So. Um, but anyway, great weekend. Congrats once again to my teammate, Tony Baselli, Hall of Fame member. So awesome. I mean, really, it was, it was, it was, uh, um, should have been done already. I mean, he should have been in there probably five years, but whatever. He's in now. The Jacksonville Jaguars are back on the map. You know, who's next? Freddie T, Jimmy Smith, Tom Coughlin. You better throw Tom in the mix. I mean, eventually they're going to start talking about him. Two-time Super Bowl winning champion. Now, granted, there's no way Tom Coughlin is not a Hall of Famer, right? I, I mean, like it's that's clear as day. I mean, yeah. well, when you on. win two, you should be an automatic. And he Hall beat of the Famer. undefeated Patriots. Yeah, like I mean, yeah. come on. Yep. And he had a damn good career here. Yeah. So I, I mean, how about Sean McVay talking about walking away? Hey, that that was that? weird. Yeah. yeah I, like that was weird. Like, I don't know. You know, I got to start a family. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I mean, walk he's out made on plenty top, of money. You can always go back. Yeah. Right? You only, what is he, 36? Yeah, he's Youngest really young. ever. And Taylor was 38. Isn't that like, weird? Wow, crazy? Young dudes running a team mask. Cool. I know. You got Shanahan doing that too, and yeah. the floor, and you yeah. got a lot of, now uh, Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Taking over the, you got some young dudes yeah. co- head coaching now, and du- dudes that weren't known players yeah. really at all. The thing the new coach down in Miami with the whole he identifies himself as biracial. I yeah. see that in every article. I'm like, what why do you have to who, who, uh, yeah I don't know. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. I identify as an Irish Mick who likes Irish pubs <laughs> on Sunday nights <laughs> in Irish towns, all right? But who uh, doesn't? That who doesn't? That's right. Everybody. <laughs> why wouldn't you? All right, that's going to do it for us this time around. We'll be back on Friday. Going to do it twice a week. Just so much going on, and uh, there'll be a lot of movement this offseason with players and the draft and the combine. Can't wait for that and everything in between. But uh, until next time, stay safe and be cool. We'll see you right here on Catching Up with Tommy Mack.